welcome back to another episode of She's Busy AF. I'm your host, Lauren Loretto. And if you did not tune into the episode right before this one, which was all about realistic and efficient ways to grow your email list, you might want to go back and tune into that one just real quick, because today we're going to talk about some tips to an engaged and converting email list. Now, before we dive in, I just want to say I'm sorry for any echo you're hearing in the background and let's hope my podcast editor can like do a really good job of editing that out, which, you know, she's really good. So maybe she can. My house is empty right now. I'm in the process of moving. And so there just really isn't a space in the house that sounds like a padded cell. So this is what you're getting. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but we'll be back to our high quality background, no background noise podcast very, very soon. So bear with me, but I promise you, you're really going to like this episode because it's going to give you some tips to engage your email list once you have those emails, because that is like getting the emails on the list. We talked about this in the last episode is half the battle. Now, how do you keep them engaged and reading your emails and converting from them going forward? That's the part that a lot of business owners scratch their head on, just like they might scratch their head on, what should I post to social media today? So it's it's a common problem. We're going to talk about it. Let's go ahead and dive in. Okay, so the first thing that is probably the most important piece to an engaged and converting email list is knowing as much as you possibly can about your subscribers as possible. And what this really drills down to is called segmenting. So you have your contact, you have their email. If that is all you have and you do not have any other information on them within your email provider, you may struggle to serve them content that they are looking for. Okay, what do I mean by this? So in the last episode, we talked about all the different ways to get people on your email list. You want to make sure you're keeping track of how they got on your email list. Most email provider platforms will have that information. So like if they came in through a contact form, it should probably already tag them or tell them how they got onto that email list or onto your email list and within a segment. Most email providers work that way, but I just want to remind you of that. So for example, if someone's going to be downloading a lead magnet, their contact profile within your email provider list should say that. It should say downloaded X lead magnet or filled out X lead magnet form. And from here, you want to make sure that you are sending them targeted and personalized content that way. So where this really becomes tricky is when you have all these subscribers, you have all these ways they've come onto your list, but then you have multiple different forms of like nurturing your ideal client. So for example, you send out a newsletter. There may be a way that someone joined your list that it does not make sense to send them your newsletter, or it may not make sense to send them a promotion because they are a client or something like that. So I just want to drill home that you really wanna segment your email list and map this out. The best thing I can say is like get a whiteboard or use Miro, which is like one of my favorite online applications ever. It's basically a whiteboard and map this out. So how do they join your email list and what emails, what further communications are they going to receive? This is also a really great way of seeing if they get on your list and are dead in the water or not. So no matter how they join your list, you should be finding a way to touch them at some point. (laughs) That sounds so bad touch them, (laughs) to send them an email. You want to find a way to send them an email at least once a week or every other week going forward. 
So if they sign, if they get onto your email list for, let's call it lead magnet, and they run through that nurture sequence and they get hit every other day for two weeks, what's going to happen when they're done with that nurture sequence? How are you going to segment them into the next thing? Is that, are they going to get on the list for the email newsletter? And are you going to tell them that? All things you want to think about, which leads me into my next point, which is to send valuable content. You want to make sure that the content you are sending each of your subscribers is valuable to them. Here are just some really easy ways to do that. Informative blog posts, industry-related news, how-to guides, exclusive offers. Just think of, and those are so general, but just think of how can you add to what they're receiving from you. Now, a little tip I like to do myself and I like to tell my clients is make sure that you are not, and okay, because backing up, I'm a huge fan of repurposing content. So if I'm going to write this massive blog, po- blog post, <laughs> a blog post, oh my gosh, I'm not calling it a blog anymore. It's a blog. If you're going to write a blog post <laughs> and you're going to parse that up into content on social, make sure your email list gets that first. Another example is like, before I send out a podcast episode, sometimes I will send out an email. Or before, sorry, before I record a podcast episode and blast it out there, my email list is probably going to get a little taste of that episode in the week prior. But they're not going to know that. They're not there. I'm going to go on and let's just say I'm going to talk about different ways to have an engaged and converting email list. And then I'm going to have a podcast the next week that comes out. And then the social posts are going to carry up after that. And I just think that is the best practice for your middle of funnel because middle of funnel, which is where like email marketing and email nurturing live are where you are going to give exclusive content. And that in itself, to me, says don't put it on social first. Give it to your email list first. Make them feel special. Okay, I'm off my high horse for valuable content. All right, so we had, first of all, segment your email list. Secondly, make sure you're sending them valuable, relevant content. What would you want to receive if you were in their shoes? Put yourself in their shoes and you'll stop saying to yourself, what should I send today? Okay, the next one is going to be subject lines. Subject lines do matter. You want to get people to open your email. Sometimes I get way out there and weird with things, and other times I'm very literal in what we're telling the client or the, the person who's receiving the email, like what, how, why should they open this email? That is kind of the goal you want to get at with email marketing is the subject line should be, why should I open this email? <laughs> that's exactly what it should say to the client. You should open this email because X, Y, Z. So play around with your subject lines, capture their attention, make sure you're staying true to your voice and tone and also not being misleading. Okay, so here's one thing that really bothers me that some people do. <laughs> I almost got mean for a second. Okay, we're not gonna go there. Um, we're not gonna go mean, but I'm still gonna tell you. When someone sends an email to their entire list, it starts with R-E colon. Now, for most people who understand email, if you get that in your email inbox, that typically means they are replying to an email you've sent them. It gained some traction in email marketing recently that people are like, re, your favorite, blah, 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 blah. And it can be really cute, but it can also be extremely misleading Do not be sleazy or misleading with your subject lines. That is one way to piss people off. Give them what they need to know without tricking them or making them feel like they're being sold to. Don't be sleazy. 
Just be your authentic self. And if your authentic self is sleazy, get out. No, I'm just kidding. But but really, do. Okay. The next one is going to be including clear calls to action. Okay. I like to call calls to action CTAs. That is marketing lingo for call to action. Calls to action are arguably more important than the subject line. Put effort into calls to action. Now, what do I mean by this? You got someone to open your email. Now, do you just want them to read? And if you just want them to read, cool. If you want them to reply to your email, cool. But if you want them to click somewhere and go to a site or go to a blog post or go to your social media, clicks are arguably the most important thing to track because just because someone opens your email does not mean they are engaged. You definitely want to be tracking that click-through rate. So that means how many people open your email versus how many people actually click on something within the email. That will tell you who's engaged. Not only because people who open don't always read, but because there are a lot of softwares and systems out there that will automatically read emails and archive them. And so that's not really giving you an accurate picture of who's actually opening your emails. So don't look at who's opening your emails. Look at who's clicking your emails and look at what they're clicking on and optimize your emails going forward for that. Now, I do not think every single email warrants a click if you're just trying to share information, if you have more of a personal brand, if you're just trying to share tips. And even if you're just trying to share tips, you should be thinking strategically and linking it back to resources and content that you've created that has that tip in it. So that's my high horse for that one. But not every email requires a CTA. So don't beat yourself up if you don't have one for every single email, but just make sure that they are visible and easy to find. And my tips for doing this are a couple. I might just stick with two though. And I hate saying a couple or a few or whatever. Oh, a couple is two. Wow, this monologue with myself has been great today. (laughs) Two tips. One, make your call to action appear above the fold. What do I mean by this? When you've written your email and you go to preview it, preview it in mobile mode and preview it in desktop mode. Every email provider should allow you to do this. If not, send yourself a test and then look at it on your phone and look at it on your computer. If it is not clear that there is something to click on before you have to start scrolling once you open the email, find a way to bring it to the top. If you're like, Telling a big story in the email and the call to action truly doesn't make sense to come in early, which happens, have like a TLDR at the top. And that means too long, didn't read in case you didn't know. But have a TLDR at the top and link it and be like, too long, didn't read. I'm talking about this thing. Go check it out here. And then someone can continue to read. You introduce the concept somewhere else in the email. Um, Another tip I have for this Okay, so I actually have three. (laughs) So the first one is above the fold. The second one is make it a different color and make it the only color on that page that links to that thing. So if you're linking to multiple things throughout your email, but the main call to action like you want people to take is whatever that is, make that a different color than any other call to action in the email. So be cautious about what you underline because people intuitively think underline means link. But if you are going to underline some things for emphasis, but also bold and underline the link. Just make sure that link is a different color. Blue is typically pretty intuitive for most people. Try not to use too many other colors in your email. It's a psychology thing. There you go. My last tip for calls to action is very similar to that too long didn't read. Add it to the footer. I am obsessed with PS lines because, mainly because of how I am as a purchaser. If the email's really long, I'm scrolling to the end. 
I am that person who goes to the last page of a book and is going to read that last page of the book. No, I don't always do that. But I really do like to look ahead sometimes. Like even when I'm reading, I'll skip paragraphs and then like go back up. And that's just like a weird type of reader that I am. But other people are like that. So if you have something that you want them to do an action you want them to take, summarize that in the PS line. So PS line could say something like, did you skip all the way to the bottom? This is a good one. You might want to read it. But if you know exactly what, you know, this is talking about, we are talking, we, you know, we've launched this program today. Click here. So those are my tips for calls to action, but make them very, very clear. Intuitive guys can't be more clear. Can't be more clear. Can't be too clear. <laughs> okay. The fifth one is going to be to test different email formats. Experiment, experiment, experiment. Try newsletters. Try promotional emails. Try taking a storytelling approach. See what's resonating with your audience and make sure, which is honestly my next point. So we'll skip right into point number six, monitoring your analytics. So you're sending these different types of emails. Let's say you get five replies and zero clicks. Okay, what does that tell you? That tells you that people wanna have a conversation about it, but they may not be like seeing a call to action. So you maybe need to make that call to action more clear. Or let's just say no one's clicking on anything within your email. That might tell you the email is a little too salesy and like it's not hitting home. And if it's not hitting home, then you've got other work to do. So make sure you're, I mean, don't worry about tracking every single email right after it sends, but let's just say like check in in a few days and before you send another email or before you move forward with that specific campaign, see how it's performing and see how you can change things up for the next iteration of what you're doing. Look at things like open rate. Open rate is how many people received the email versus how many people opened. And obviously click through rate is how many people open versus how many people click. Look at conversion rates too. So conversion rates is from all the traffic you drove to your website or wherever you wanted them to go take some sort of action, whether it's a form fill, a phone call, or a purchase, how much of those people that came from email converted. This gets really granular with Google Analytics. I will do another podcast episode on that one one day, but these are all the things you wanna track and use this information to optimize your email strategy. Go all the way back up to the top to segmenting and look at your segments. Okay, is there a way to break these people out even further based on what they click on? And if you have more engaged subscribers, like do you wanna put a separate campaign together for them? This is all really big picture thinking. So for someone who's just diving into email marketing and email strategy, start with all of this testing and then come back and assess. Okay, the last thing is going to be engaging with your audience. So I did talk about this a little bit in this, like earlier in this episode, about asking them to respond to your emails, but take it a step further and get feedback. Don't just ask them to respond to have a conversation, ask them to respond saying, do you appreciate this content? Is it resonating? You could even create like some inter, like inter-email surveys. So I've seen where some people are like, if you like this topic, click here. And they're associating it with like different links that they can then go back into the email and track and see how many people clicked what link, kind of like a poll. Or you can send out like a Google form and ask people to fill that out. I've done that numerous times, especially when it comes to the podcast on what type of content do you want to see and how can I like cater that more towards you because the people who tune in, who read, who listen, they want things that are catered to them or they're going to go away. When it doesn't resonate anymore, they're like, okay, bye. So you have to keep their attention. And the best way to do that is to get that feedback and engage in that two-way communication. 
All right, so to recap these seven different tips to an engaged content and a converting email list, you want to segment your email list. You want to send valuable content. You want to look at your subject lines and use catchy subject lines that resonate with your audience. You want to include very clear calls to action. You want to test different email formats, monitor your email analytics, and engage with your audience. Middle of funnel and email marketing are things that we love and do best here at Brand Good Time. And through our 90-day planning service, we can really help you optimize your middle of funnel strategy, which should really consist heavily of email, especially if you are a B2B service provider. So don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can uh, check out the service on brandgoodtime.com or if you want to send me a message on Instagram at brandgoodtime or if you want to send me an email, lauren at brandgoodtime.com. I'm happy to get on a call, walk you through it. Low, no pressure, just because like we want you to be all in, but we know like email marketing converts a lot for our clients and we want to make that happen for you. So do not hesitate to reach out to learn more. And we will be continuing to do podcast episodes like this to help you optimize your marketing. So keep staying tuned. I love these. In this episode, these last two episodes really came out of feedback that I'd sent. So just to talk about the power of feedback, feedback is incredible. And if you're listening to this episode and you're someone who provided this type of feedback, thank you. And I hope this is helpful to you. If not, let me know (laughs) because I want to give you content that's helpful for you. All right. I'm going to get off my rambly hill over here and uh, go about my day. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We'll see you on the next one.